0: to the how to love the shit out of life podcast. I'm your host Sally Ann Hurley and I'll be loving the shit out of a variety of topics with you. I hope each episode brings you insight, inspiration and positive vibes. So let's get into it. the very first episode Woo! of out of yes the shit so excited so excited first episode and we have the wonderful patrice moriarty here
1: thank you thank you very much we're gonna
0: love the shit out of faith Ugh, oh, i
1: love it I'm full bored.
0: disclaimer that patrice and i are very good friends
1: <laughs> you so might notice you
0: may notice <laughs> and we probably will go a bit off topic and mm-hmm. do a bit of singing there will be banter, definitely, but we do want to focus on the topic that is how to love the shit out of faith, mm. specifically religious faith. Yep,
1: Patrice, or affectionately known as Patty. Correct. I hope your mum is not listening. Yeah, my mum loves my name, Patrice. Yes, and if <laughs> it doesn't matter who you are, if you call me Patty in front of her, she will say her name's actually Patrice. But she's a lovely she's woman. A lovely she's a lovely woman. woman. Yeah. And I agree. Patrice Margaret. is a lovely name. Not Margaret. Mar- not Marg.
0: Margaret. Yes. uh um,
1: <laughs> she, she likes people calling Patrice. But I, I, I quite enjoy Look, being called I, Patty. I feel
0: like because we know each other, I am going to try to be professional today. Oh, okay. that's the first step. But I think I'm just going to go with Patty. Because it's, with Patty. it's not going to work yeah. if I keep... It just feels weird. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. And Patty is sort of like my yeah. youth leader... I'm general, very rarely yes. do I get, actually get called Patrice at youth leader events. So
0: Patty is a very amazing youth leader <laughs> in her parish community, social justice champion. That's how I like to look at you, Patty.
1: Thank you. Wow. Um, and you're a
0: very proud Catholic.
1: Mm. And
0: this whole podcast is, I want it to be a bit of a learning experience for me because I think it'd be a bit boring if i just get on and talk about things i know about no one's really gonna
1: listen to that like my mom oh listen you to would
0: listen but it'd be out of like a friend support <laughs> Listen, I
1: think
0: it's not as genuine it's like oh i want to learn about something today so that's why i'd love to have topics that i don't necessarily know mm-hmm. a lot about yep. or i've had like a different kind of experience with them or i'm just like hey i don't know jack diddly squat about whatever mm. you tell me
1: love it love it it's unusual i tell you what to do but i'm willing to <laughs> make an exception for this podcast yes yes
0: <laughs> all right so how to log this shit out of faith i thought to start off you could just give us a bit of background on your faith mm-hmm and your experience growing up as a Catholic here in Australia, and yep. South, no, Western Sydney, not West, Southwest, South. Western Sydney. Yep. And just give us a bit of background on your experience with
1: the Catholic faith. So I'm the youngest of five children, and I've always grown up in like a Catholic household. My mum and dad would always participate in the church and all that sort of stuff. And it's, I've always was interested, it was never sort of... Like it's still, you know, sometimes you, on a Sunday morning you don't really want to go, you want to watch cartoons, all that yes. sort of stuff. And, um, but it always, Faith always spoke to me, I think, because um, it, to me faith is actually just about love. And, and a particular Bible verse that really sort of speaks to me all the time is that God is love and all who live in love live in God. And so that to me is sort of like the centre of, of what faith is and, and what God is about. So it always sort of spoke to me, and I was always interested in the sort of social justice stuff. I grew up as a um, like as a, as a tomboy. I loved cricket, um, and I liked I liked hanging out with the boys rather than the girls because I felt like the girls just you know cool. gossip and yeah. blah blah blah. And I was like, there's no need for that. Why would you? It's too too fussy. So I sort of um, so I. Because, and because, you know, who I was and who I who, what I liked to do wasn't necessarily what people expected of me, given that I was a girl. Girls do not usually like cricket and all that sort of stuff. I think I knew what it felt like to feel like I wasn't what society wanted me to be. Yeah. If there was other social justice stuff or there's other people sort of being picked on or things like that, like it, I, I knew what it felt like. So I, I I would sort of connect to that. So the social justice side of it always really connected in for me. And... Going to Mass, like my parish was a very multicultural parish, um, and the priests that were there were really awesome, awesome priests that were sort of really, they called Augustinians priests. So they're all about people and welcoming and hospitality and and that you experience God through people and that um, community is really important. They, they were always... So going to church wasn't... I always felt like I was at home and it was a place where I could... Um, pray and reflect and all that sort of stuff and then when I was about in my I think I was about 20 or so World Youth Day came to Sydney and um, and it was reaching that sort of point where I'm like you know I could stop going to church and all that sort of stuff but um, my mum wanted me to go to World Youth Day and seeing I was going I should probably be part of this basic gift youth group yes and I remember I was going to go to this meeting that basic gift was holding about World Youth Day and fundraising for and all that sort of stuff. And, uh, but I was going to go with my best friend. She was like my comfort yeah. blanket. Yeah. And then I was sitting in the car park and she wasn't going to come. Oh, no. And I remember honestly thinking, like, I could just go home. Yeah. Or I could go inside. I totally would have. Just go home, <laughs> Probably, yeah. totally. <laughs> I mean. And I really feel like it was like yeah. a sliding doors moment. Like, there's some, like, short blonde-haired version of me. Um. That's, oh, if I was Gwyneth Paltrow, could I marry Chris Martin? Anyway, oh. different story. <laughs> um, but yeah, I decided to go in and when I went in, I found this this beautiful community of, mm. of beautiful young people that were alive in their faith and were very welcoming and actually felt like you were loved and you belonged and all that sort of stuff. So that was a really sort of um, a turning point for me as an adult. It wasn't something that I just inherited, it was a choice that I made.
0: That's so cool because I think, I know for me, I'm, I guess, what you would call a lapsed Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think a few of my friends were a bit the same too. Like, I didn't go to a, a Catholic school or anything, but we had like a small group that were Catholic and we went to scripture class mm-hmm. together. And I know probably, like, maybe one or two of them still actively go to church, whereas yeah. the rest was kind of when you get to that moment of when you are a bit older and you yeah. start questioning things, it's like you kind of go one or two ways. Yeah. I love that you just – you stuck in there, Patty. You didn't like – because I totally would have been like, well, none of my friends
1: are here. I'm, gonna,
0: I'm just going to head off. But mm. I like that you – Stuck it out, and here you are.
1: Here I am on a podcast, and it's really it's it's sort of a talking about faith. Who would <laughs> Very have thought first it. Episode, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Looking back on it now, it really feels like a. Where would my life be now yeah. if I would
0: not gone in? It's a moment. It's a it's moment. A big moment, like the, because the whole point of how to love the shit out of life is the positivity element. Yep. So I want to kind of get an understanding of how your faith and beliefs
1: have brought you joy and happiness throughout the years? That's a great question. I think ultimately um, what brings me joy on a day-to-day level is sort of wonder at God's creation. And so that can mean wonder. Like, for example, sometimes I'll have like a, a rough day or something, I'll come home and it'll be nighttime. But I make sure that I sort of look up at the stars and take in that, yeah. the, the beauty of, of God. And the, the Jesuits have this sort of thing of seeing God in everything. And so to me, like every day is sort of an opportunity to see where love is in the world. And to appreciate the gorgeous things that are around you. I think there's always... That's not to, to block out the negative. Mm. And I think sometimes as an adult... There's sort of child, childish sort of level of faith and then there's an adult yeah. level of faith. And I think until people can reconcile, well, God's all about love, but there's actually really crap things that are happening in the world. So I think when you're an adult or when you're a teenager and you come across those things, unless you have those questions answered, I think it's hard for people to continue to have their faith. But for me, I got that answer in that Jesus coming to earth was actually this really big expression of empathy, and that God isn't about taking away your problems or that you won't ever suffer because yeah. you're a Christian and you believe in God. Yeah. But it's actually about, well, God was God. He didn't have to experience pain or death or anything like that, yeah. but he chose to. And so that really God is about having love when you feel unloved yeah. and being that love for other people when they feel unloved. And so that's sort of a big moment for me when I was an adult as well. And there's a big place within catholicism for that mm-hmm. and social justice and there's lots of beautiful writings and all that sort of stuff about it yeah for me like there's this whole bit in matthew's gospel where he says you know i was hungry and you fed me i was i was thirsty and you gave me a drink and all that yeah. sort of stuff and so that's and jesus is like saying he's not saying that's like me he's saying like that yeah, is yeah. me and how you treat people that are having a bad time that's how you're literally treating me yeah. to me that living out that faith and and using my faith in terms of trying to live out social justice that brings out joy in my mm. life, even though sometimes it's really hard, yeah. <laughs> even though sometimes that means, you know, it's opening yourself up to sacrifice and mm. people's hurts and experiences. Being vulnerable and that kind of thing as well. Yeah, yeah. But that's really what life is about. Yeah. It's not about sitting in your own little comfort bubble. It's about actually going out and reaching out to people and ultimately that's the best reward because you will You're experiencing all that life has to offer, and you're giving of yourself. And uh, often, it's you get a lot more from um, the people that you're working with than the resilience and all that sort of stuff. So that brings me joy. So that's a long way of (laughs) answering that question. I got Um, got it. I got it. (laughs) But it sort of brings me joy in terms of prayer and Mm. sort of daily rituals and perspectives. But then it also brings me this longer-term joy of, of yeah. a vocation and living that yes. out yeah. and being able to be part of something bigger than myself.
0: Well, I think, and, you know, for someone like me who's not really religious, but mm. I would consider myself, you know, I have I have faith in human beings and faith in the way that we, you know, live on mm-hmm. this planet and how we behave and, mm. you know, faith in goodness and, and people being kind. So... You know, even just your the joy that say your daily prayers give you. For me, I I meditate most yeah. days, or even just take out a minute or two just to like focus on my breathing, and that I would say there's yeah. like a connection there. Absolutely, it's those little practices that you like. I need it to centre myself, and it gives you a lot of happiness and joy. Yeah. So,
1: absolutely. Yeah. From my perspective, I don't think God needs you to believe in Him for Him to be there for you. Yeah, and sort of. I think take time in your day to connect to something that's bigger than yourself and just have a moment to breathe and to reflect because it gives perspective and Mm. and and some humility and give you a chance to forgive yourself if you've had a bad day and get ready for the next one
0: I love that I guess kind of going back to what you were saying then like life is not you know it's not all happiness and roses and things There's going to be negative stuff happen there's going to be challenges. How Mm. would you say your faith has helped you through certain challenges or negative
1: moments? Sure. I think it does it in a a few different ways. For example, uh, through prayer. I mean, it sort of comes back to a lot of things in faith, basically through individual prayer, Mm. through people, um, but then also through like the Bible and sacraments and stuff like that. And I would say that all of those things have helped me in dark times in the last year I've had a really sort of difficult in terms of losing a friend and a family being sick and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I suppose, so actually I'll tell you this story. So my friend, Rosina, um, she was actually a youth leader mm-hmm. at my church and was a big reason why I sort of became part of Basic Gift and she was this beautiful, amazing, joyous person that yeah. made you feel love and that you belonged and she was an amazing singer and such great prayers and yeah. she just... She drew people to her and to God, and so yeah. So I sort of I knew she was unwell, but I didn't realize how much so until yeah. the sort of last couple of months and she was alive. And then um, I was up the coast, and my friend said that she was in palliative care and all that sort of stuff, and I didn't really know what to do. Mm. But I anyway, I came home on the Saturday, and on Sunday morning, I woke up to the news that she had yeah. passed away, and I was you know. Just wrecked. Mm. And one of my best friends, Jess, saw it and yeah. called me and um, had a bit of a howling cry <laughs> to her on the phone. They needed it, needed <laughs> I think. yeah. But then I thought, it was like Sunday, seven. I'm never up on Sunday at seven o'clock. that's just not me, really, generally.
0: Loves the sleeping,
1: Patty. Oh, I do love <laughs> sleep sleeping, definitely on the Sunday. Yeah, but then I thought, oh, well, what would Rosina do? Mm. What, what should I do? What, what's something that I can reach out to yeah. try and do? And I was like, go to Mass. Yeah. Which is this, you know, every week you're supposed to go to Mass. And most weeks I do, but some weeks I don't. (laughs) Um, um, But, yeah, so I went to Mass. And then when I was at Mass, it was just this crazy weird Mm. feeling really sort of lost or whatever. And and I'm also like a leader of Basic Gift. And I knew this was going to be a really hard time for everybody. Yeah. And I knew I needed to sort of be there for the people. But I just like, I don't know what I need to do. Yeah. To be that but I anyway, I went to Mass and it ended up being this it was right uh after Christmas. And so it was the Feast of Epiphany, and Epiphany is when this the star appears to the three wise men and they because of the star they're drawn to go see Jesus. And I just it was just as the gospel was saying it and all that sort of stuff and I just had this real amazing, weird feeling of mm. that's who rosina was she was this beautiful star this beautiful light that drew so many people to jesus and after that i really the the turmoil that i felt just went away yeah and i really just had this amazing peace and it's weird when i thought when i thought of rosina herself where she was at the moment i just had this feeling that she was okay yeah um and during the illness she'd been you know again she's just still was this leader of of faith and all that sort of stuff I just felt this real amazing peace and I don't think I would have got that if I hadn't have gone to mass and then um where I went recently I went my her sister gave a speech at this thing called the faith feed which is really great and it's this event for 25 uh to 40 year olds it was so funny because she was talking about Rosina and so we were there. so I shared my story of the epiphany and then the two other stories also mentioned the epiphany as well it's just so many it's all connected it's all sort of connected so i think that was a big moment of giving peace to me throughout the last year just actually going to mass and hearing the scriptures and it just was like oh that's who rosina was and and she she you know she had a short life Mm. but every moment of it was was lived for other people
0: you for sharing that okay that's really cool i think i might flip it a little bit Mm. we are we are working off a bit of a run sheet here guys yeah (laughs) i think i might go to and the way i framed this one as well i was reading it again today and i was like i don't know if navigate is the right word so Mm. you know how do you navigate some of the negative stereotypes or connotations that come with specifically the catholic religion so I, i guess there have been certain dark sides to things that have happened within the church. And when I was, yeah, when I reread the notes this morning, I was like, I don't think navigate is the right word because I think that navigate kind Mm. of sounds like you're trying to avoid certain things. And I know from conversations I've had with you, you're very much like the church needs to face the the really bad things that have happened as well as it needs to face the good things. And I think that actually applies to all elements of life. So I guess how, how do you... Use your faith and in a positive way to tackle, I guess, some of those negative things face on and accept them.
1: Mm. Uh, yeah. Um, I think, I just think of, you know, Jesus said, the truth will set you free. And that's, I mean, that's the key to that's it. That's the truth. That's the truth. <laughs> so I think it's absolutely horrendous and it just, it breaks my heart I have no idea what it's like to experience
0: Mm. child
1: sexual abuse and I have no idea what it's like for it for your child to experience it or anything like that but I mean it can the like you know just trying to empathize with it you can know just destroy Mm. just break your heart and you know a lot of people have committed suicide and all those sorts of things Mm. and it's horrible in my you know my heart goes out to those people and their families so in terms of how do I as a as a Catholic person still put my hat to the Catholic church when Mm. it clearly has had some horrendous issues and still does, I think is by just, I mean, you know, the church in itself, if you think like there's sort of like what what the church is actually about and then there's the church, the institution and the people Mm. and that's always going to be like human, it's always going to have problems in it but because the church and a lot of bishops and things, you know, um, didn't actually use the truth. Mm. It's, they broke trust with a lot of people. Yeah. And so my sort of thing is just being truthful about it and facing up to it. Mm. And that's ultimately what we're called to be as Christians is to you know face up to, you know, if we do something wrong, you have to admit it. You have yeah. to say that was wrong. Yeah. And you have to say sorry and you have to make amends for it. So that's what the church needs to yeah, do. The answer yeah. is within its, yeah. its 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 um, is within you know its teachings, and mm. it, it, you know, the church fails when it goes away from it. And that's yeah. ultimately what's I think happened, and the hypocrisy of it is what really I I can find really frustrating and, and angers me. So so I sort of just try to deal with it to be as truthful and to listen to people's experiences yeah. and to and to take them take them on because it's horrible that that's happened to them and it's horrible that that's happened to their families and it's wrong and we need to say sorry, but we also need to... Like, it won't count for anything unless our actions are there. Yeah. And, you know, faith without works is dead. And so we need to put works into it. How I sort of do it is... I mean, I've had my personal experience in my parish Mm. and I think there's a... I've sort of sometimes... There's, like, my parish, the Catholic church that I experienced in. there's an institutional church, yeah. which I think has a lot of strengths, but it also has tremendous failings. Mm. I sort of see them a bit separately, and I've been lucky enough to have a beautiful experience with church. But, yeah, I sort of just try and be really honest about it and to, well, what can I control? How can I be part of yeah. the solution to that and not just continue to be the problem?
0: I think that's, like, it's, you're right in a sense of you've got your church... Community experience, and then there's this bigger mm. thing that kind of—that's where I think a lot of the issues lie. And I know, like for myself, being someone who's been quite removed from the church for a long time, mm. and even had certain, you know, negative feelings towards it. Where we met at the wonderful Caritas Australia, woo. which is woo. Um, Don't eat
1: now. Particularly <laughs> 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 diverse Australian programs. <laughs>
0: again, full disclaimer, Patrice and I worked together at Caritas Australia for a couple of years. And Mm. for those of you who don't know who Caritas is, it's the um, the international aid and development agency for the Catholic church, obviously in Australia. And I think my experience there, even though it hasn't, it hasn't changed me in a sense of all of a sudden I want to go to church and do all those things. Mm. It's shown me the really positive side of faith in action and how you can actually help make a difference at a grassroots level Mm -hmm. so i think it's important sometimes to to understand that a lot of the problems maybe that have gone in gone on in the church are not necessarily the people on the ground doing the hard work it's it's like with anything it's like with politics and Big businesses and investment and all those kind of things a lot of the problems come from the top and mm. it's it's because it's quite removed from what's actually going on so yeah
1: yeah I think I I, I mean I used to work in um and volunteer at this place called uh in, well in just place in Redfern and um I, we were there it was a catholic social justice yeah. sort of thing and and we'd been there for you know two years or whatever like mm. that and um and so we were, trying, you know, we were living out our faith. But it's not like we, we didn't go in there and say, we're doing this because we're Catholic or anything like that. We're just doing it to do our bit. I yeah. lot <laughs> people know we're Catholic and everything like that. But the, I think the only time we were asked about our faith was when I think it had just been accusations at that time against Cardinal Pell came. Yeah. And I was just, I mean, horrible. Mm. Abs- it was just so horrible to think that that was what happened to those families and the people So then it was just, you know, as a Catholic and just being purely selfishly. Mm. So how could you, like, he's such a, was a representative, he's a cardinal of Australia. He would have known that he did those things. And yet he took up that position, like, the egomaniac. And then there's so many great things that are happening. But, you know, I have to try and explain that to people. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: That's, you know, that's a completely minor who cares sort of um, thing compared to... All that sort of it is stuff, but it's a... like
0: it's, you know, you don't want to try to sound like you're making excuses and going, Oh, but what about these great things? But mm. I think we do need to, and media probably play a bit of a part too because I haven't read many positive articles in mainstream media about the Catholic Church in a very long time, and mm. I, I think that that's probably because of the other things that are going on. And, and we know that a lot of mainstream media like to focus on the horrible things. And of course, we should focus on them in a way. Mm. But then, I think there does need to be a balance of, you know, life is not just horrible shit
1: twenty
0: four seven. Yeah, there's good shit going on too.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so, I think yeah. Pope Francis has done a um, is a good example mm. because he just lets his actions speak. Yes, and so that's sort of how I sort of try and do that as well. Is just let my actions speak and yes. and you know. You know, I don't think it's not about we have we have to face what's mm-hmm. happened in our church, and be really open and use this time as a time to really get our act together again and and to. And I think it, it all comes down to well, people don't like the church says. I think for a lot of people in the public, the church says that it loves them, but it doesn't. People yeah. don't feel it. Yeah. And unless you actually can hear and feel and see love, you don't. It's kind of just empty words. Like, yeah, yeah. But uh, I think Pope Francis is doing it really great job of of bringing that the local church that I've experienced to that yes. sort of higher institution Papa it becomes Frank. a bit more of a parish priest that's just as you know yeah Papa Frank Papa Frank yeah Papa
0: Frank although after this podcast Patty I feel like you could be a front runner <laughs> <laughs> next Pope
1: <laughs> is
0: that inappropriate to say <laughs> <laughs> I
1: think if I say yes it's a yeah, yeah. it.
0: so I guess For people that aren't overly religious or, you know, maybe they're they're kind of interested, but Mm -hmm. they're also like, you know, maybe it's just not kind of for me to go to church and do all those kind of community things. How would you suggest they can tap into faith to help them find positivity and peace? Because, you know, faith means different things to different people, but I guess from your experience it's meant a certain thing. Yeah. And if there's any advice you would give to someone who isn't necessarily part of a church group or anything, how they can channel faith into peace and positivity.
1: Yeah, so I think um, there's a few things. I think what I find really helpful about sort of being real. In a part of a religious rather than just sort of spiritual, is just the yeah. tools that they already have over 2,000 years. I think people sort of have generally the same sort of questions and there's a lot of answers that you can look There's also some really great prayer te- techniques. So the Jesuits have this really great thing called the examine, which is basically just a way to examine. Oh. Um, Who would have thought, hey? <laughs> yeah. Examine your day. And so it's like a prayer oh. technique. And so it's sort of about... I mean, they sort of use the word God. But I suppose you could just say we come present to the moment. So I think there's lots of great sort of prayer techniques as they examine. There's also this thing called uh, Lectio Divina. So generally we sort of use the Bible, and I would suggest people to use the Bible. But if you have, you know, some sort of text that you like or there's readings that you like, it's just basically, you know, about taking the time to, again, become present to the moment, to become present to the reality of the universe around you. Right. I would say be present to God, but you know, whatever your sort of yeah. connectedness is, but then just taking time to, to read through the text and find what draws to you and just sit with it for a little bit. I think I'm going to examine mm. my day. Tonight. it's a great That's, app oh. called Reimagining the Examine. And Big it's, words. it's really good because it's, again, I mean, it's all using all the God terminology, mm. which I like, um, but <laughs> some other people won't. But but it's this really great way of uh, just going through... It asks you a series of questions, so it goes through your day, and so sometimes it's based on relationships or wow. negative or positive experiences. But it's just this really great way of, of guiding you through some prayer and meditation. Other things I would just say is just be grateful for what's around you and, and look for the, the good that's around you um, and be, and be thankful for it. And, you know, what I generally love or find and people are different but I love I love people and you know for me God made every person so every person is a gift and has gifts to share and has something to teach you Um, so I love enjoying and and living that out each day and I think that's really um, that's really helpful sometimes you can get into your headphones or get into your, you know, your yeah. commute or whatever and you sort of shut yourself off.
0: Too many true crime podcasts. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> and so that deliberately shuts you off. <laughs> so people like looking at you straight like, mm, I'm pretty sure that guy's like a killer or something. <laughs> but, um, but just opening yourself up to the world that's around you, most of the time, it's actually awesome. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I love that. So how do you love the shit out of your faith, Patty? If you could summarise it in you know a few sentences or even a word or just in a nutshell, how do you lock the shit out of your faith?
1: I think I participate in it and it's like anything. It's like health, your mental health. It's your spiritual health. You need to do something in it every day for it to, otherwise it's just going to drop off or because mental health is like physical health, mm. your spiritual health also needs a little bit of work and the more you put in the more sort of you get out of it i find i mean everybody goes through rough and um sort of dry experiences but then you know okay if i feel that way I'm like oh i need to go to a retreat or yeah. oh i definitely need to go to mass this week So yeah, i yeah. haven't been for a month and um, i can feel it you know <laughs> he's
0: gonna know when i get <laughs>
1: <laughs> I said, oh yeah. is your name patrice is it <laughs> oh nice to meet you You've yeah.
0: never had
1: that experience before, have you? I <laughs> don't um, <at> <laughs> Yeah, I just I think yeah, particip- participate I love, uh, in it, participate and I think um, for a lot of uh, people and Catholics, maybe they get discouraged at the church. But I'm not gonna give up my space in it. So I'm yeah. gonna. So if you want the Hold church on. to be different, you have to be there to make it different.
0: You gotta stick by it in the the rough times too, and chip away at. As you you know, we're saying before how you can make a change Mm. in your community, regardless of what's going on from the top. So, absolutely participate in it. That's. (laughs) soundbite <laughs> oh yeah yeah all right last one what are some other ways that you love the shit out of life doesn't have to be related to the topic i think i know a few of them but um, you know
1: music I... makes me lose control <laughs> <laughs> that's another big <laughs> part of my faith <laughs> <laughs> i can't believe i haven't talked about music
0: oh, yeah in my my faith? Um, Oh, okay so patty is pretty mean on the old bass <laughs> yeah. it's all about that bass <laughs> but you like a bit of treble as
1: well. I love Trouble. Yeah. I am Trouble.
0: I don't
1: think you can... Are you? Oh. <laughs> can you put like that dog emoji on the pun? <laughs> the fun face? That's the, that's the face I'm doing to listeners. Like, yes. Yeah, so yeah, you're
0: a bit... I think I've heard you have I heard you play the bass?
1: Actually, the Bass is like my... I actually play guitar more ah. than bass. I kind of was... I think
0: bass is just the cool one that you like to say like, yeah, I play the bass. The like, mm. guitar is... That still...
1: Barry White sort of bass low pitch feeling. <laughs> Oof! <laughs> Um, sorry, just got Barry White no. for a second. Do you need sorry. a fan? Woo We both just oh, also gosh. thought about Barry White It was like Oh gosh <laughs> Anyway Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. So what music, are we talking about? So music. Other, other ways that you love the shit out of life. I know music is. We were just talking about Triple J, and yep. the Hottest 100. Yep, yep, before yep. We did this, and I know you love music, Patty. You, yes. We've we've bonded. Oh with yeah. Music. Been to a a, con- a couple of concerts together. Me has. Yeah. Bit of Maggie
1: Rogers. Oh my God. She is a woman that loves the shit out of she life.
0: She does. How oh. do I get her? What? Well,
1: okay. First thing you need to do is you need to YouTube Stephen Colbert, Maggie Rogers performance. Okay. That is somebody that's loving the shit out of life. Okay. That is three minutes, three and a half minutes of somebody loving the amazing. shit out of life. Okay. So just enjoy it. I'm gonna tag her in this. Oh my god, please do. Let's get her on. I love her so much. Yeah, she's I've, amazing. I've tweeted at her. She's not replied. She's oh. not liked. Or maybe she liked one Can you thing. You imagine
0: if I tweeted her once? Oh.
1: And <laughs> as long as I'm in the tweet, I'm happy with that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, imagine if you got her on the podcast. She would be so cool. I reckon
0: maybe season five. Sorry. Season five. That's it, what it takes. <laughs> off. Give it a few. Yeah, yeah. And
1: uh, would you so, need another special guest on uh, that? You'll
0: you will be co-host. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yes. Yeah, so, music um, and family, I think, yes, are really important. Yeah. Friends, and I think also, you know, making being purposeful about what you do in your life. Mm. I think I've made decisions in terms of how I spend my time. I'm not. I mean, just in terms of like my work. It's really, I've chosen for it to be like a vocation sort of thing. Yeah. Um, which can sometimes mean, you know, working for less money or yeah. having being a little bit countercultural. Yeah. But I think if you just pursue your heart and what gives you meaning,
0: mm.
1: I think that's what's how you live the shit out of life, really. Oh,
0: yes. Did yeah. you get that out of my book or
1: something? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Love yeah. It. Um, but yeah, but music is actually a really big part of.
0: Yeah, my faith experience faith, as yeah. well and it
1: was a big part of like when I went to church often the thing that would sort of cut through if I was a little bit distracted during yeah. the readings or <laughs> the Eucharist yeah. bit was the music yeah and so like there's songs that I like there's one called um uh strong and constant which was my nan's favorite song oh. but it's you know I will be the Lord who walks with you. Through your pain, you'll discover me. Strong and constant, that's my love. Strong and constant, that's my love. So there's songs like that, um, yeah. Come As You Are, That's How I Love You, all those sorts of things. So that's really sort of been like the uh, music's really important. Yeah. St. Augustine, who's like my favourite saint, says, you know, when you when you sing, you pray twice. Um, so that's also a big part of our faith. And then also for our youth group, music is a really big part of it. And Rosina was part of that as well as Rachel Amazing. and Seaview and the basic sort of soul and being part of that group was a big part of um, how I started participating in basic gift as well. So I think music, I don't know it, I think if you love music, it's sort of all encompassing and some people yeah. don't and that's great. Good for them. But <laughs> for, I didn't <laughs> mean to sound well, that we, flippantly. We don't want to have you on the podcast. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> no, come tell us <laughs> Actually, about yeah. gaming or whatever.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but um,
0: how to love the shit out of not Loving music. Actually, I don't know if I'd be um, honest.
1: One time my friend yeah. gave up music for Lent. Whoa. So, Lent is a time just before Easter where you have to give up something for 40 days. Yeah. Like, Jesus went to the desert for 40 days. Give up,
0: like, some kind of food or yeah. alcohol. Like, yeah. they might fast or whatever. Yeah. But music. Yeah. Like, what, did, did they just not ever turn on the radio in the car? Or? So,
1: yeah. It, like, if somebody was in, like, you could listen to it, like, if it was in somebody else's yeah, car. Yeah. But, but, oh, man.
0: That's. Very interesting.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, so it's something that the idea is that you sort of give up something so that yeah. you can make more time for God or okay. his, all that sort of stuff. So I think props. that would be really interesting because I do listen to music a lot. Yeah,
0: props to that person. Yeah.
1: Dom dimek shout out.
0: On your Dom. I bet you he's listening to the tunes right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was a bit of hip hop. Yeah. Yeah, love yeah. It. All right. Yeah, so what is it? How do I love this? You have life apart from my faith. It's kind of. I don't know. It sounds hard. It's, it's kind of hard for me to say that without my faith because yeah. faith is kind of how I just live my life. Mm. Just being grateful. And, and you know, I think being aware of how you're feeling and acknowledging how you're feeling. Yes. That's a big thing that I've sort of learnt in my later 20s. Yes. <laughs> and I can yes. say that as an older, mature 30-year-old. Um, <laughs> it's, I think a lot of time when you're struggling with your mental health, it's because you don't want to feel how you're feeling. Or you're feeling sad and like, no, I shouldn't be feeling this way. Or you're feeling anxious or nervous, like, no, I shouldn't be feeling yeah. this way. But just sitting with your feelings and going, okay, I'm feeling a bit sad today. Yeah. Okay.
0: I would second that because I've, I've found in the last few years, I've been like, you know what? Yes, I'm a sensitive person. Mm. Yes, I have deep feelings about mm. things. And that's freaking awesome. Well, that's great. And I'm really glad that I embrace them. Yeah. I love the shit out of my feelings.
1: Yes. <sighs> I'd love that? the shit out of your feelings. Oh, I love that would
0: be a deep episode. Oof. Very emotional.
1: How deep is your love? How deep How deep is your love? How deep is your love? <laughs> 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 is that going to be a on that, on that note. <laughs> <laughs> love the shit they, out of Bee Gees. Oh,
0: the, the possibilities Come on. are endless Endless. Within. But Trace, I do not think this is the only time you're going to be on this. Podcast, Woo! I'm so excited. Um, you've set the bar for the next dream sure. of talent and uh, we'll see how they go. But I love thank it. you. So no much worries. Thank you. Episode. We're going to high five. Yes. Yes. Woo! Thank you. Thank you for loving the shit out of life with me. Don't forget to like the How to Love the Shit Out of Life Facebook page and follow us on Instagram. And if you don't already have a copy of How to Love the Shit Out of Life, the book, you can purchase it now through most major bookstores.
1: Till next time.